Welcome to This Is Why I Teach, a podcast series highlighting Kentucky teacher voices and stories produced by GoTeachKY and the Kentucky Department of Education. My name is John and I'll be your host. Today we welcome Lindsay Nottingham with Clark County Schools. Good morning, Lindsay. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Let me jump right into our first question. Why and how did you pursue a career in teaching? I pursued a career in teaching actually after I thought that I didn't want to be a teacher anymore. When I was little and was growing up, I was a kid who was always playing teacher. My grandparents were both teachers. I'd stay in from recess and help my teachers grade papers. Like I should have known back then that that's what I needed to do. Then once I got into college, I ended up actually going for an organizational leadership degree, which helped later. But I actually got a position as a preschool assistant teacher and fell back in love with education and knew that's where I needed to be. So I ended up going to the University of the Cumberland right after I graduated with my bachelor's and obtained my Master of Arts in teaching so I could have my elementary certification. And it all just happened to work out very nicely. Thank you. That's a great story. And I love hearing those stories about how we find our different ways of teaching. What's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? I think probably just how important building relationships really truly is. I know that in a lot of my courses, they focused a lot on classroom management. And I think that really does make or break a teacher on how they run their classroom. But the other thing you need to do before you start setting all these procedures is, yes, you need your expectations, but you also need to build that trust with a child. If you don't have that, you can have all the expectations in the world, all the rules in the world, but you have to have that buy-in from a student. And when you can create that relationship and have those honest conversations and be able to relate to your students, it creates a totally different environment that's so much more conducive to learning and also to just having that family feel that a student truly needs. Yeah, relationships are so important to have to establish those before you can teach anything, really. What is one common myth about teaching that you would like to debunk? One I think that I really kind of struggled with initially was when I was working on my bachelor's degree, I had started out as a Spanish education major and then some light things happened and I decided, nope, that's not what I want to do. So just because you don't have a bachelor's degree in education does not mean it's over for you. If you're somebody who has a bachelor's degree, there are programs that you can do to get into education through a master's program. If you don't have a bachelor's degree, there are so many different avenues like Teach for America, some district programs that I've heard of. I mean, you could always go back and there are so many people out there to support you. So just because maybe you think age is a factor or your own personal education is a factor, There are so many doors, you just have to talk to somebody and figure out which one you need to open for yourself to get there. Yeah, so true. And I've always thought of teaching as a calling. And I didn't start my career in teaching either. And I came in through the back door, but I didn't come in until I was in my 30s. So true. And so many avenues and opportunities for getting into teaching. What advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career in teaching? I would say, first and foremost, that it is a lot of work. Unfortunately, sometimes there's a picture painted that, oh, teachers get their summers off. They don't have to work. I work all year. I work probably 40 to 50 hours a week. Normally, during the pandemic, it's been 60 plus hours a week. But I enjoy that because, like you said, it is a calling. So just know that it is going to be a lot of hard work, but it's also heart work, too. 
So just knowing it takes a lot to do, but it's worth it. And if you feel that calling, pick up the phone and that usually will mean that teaching is for you. The other thing that I've learned along the way is that teaching does not have to be an island. Getting on Twitter, I did that before I actually was an educator. I was a paraeducator and got onto Twitter for teaching and was able to create my own PLN through that. And now I can go on Twitter. I can ask a question and have an answer within a few minutes. So just get out there. Don't be afraid. We'll be here for you. Thank you. And yes, so many resources, you know, through both personal contact and through technology, those professional learning networks are so valuable. And that kind of leads us into our next question. What are the best resources that have helped you out along the way? Like I said, I really love Twitter. I initially thought Twitter was just for people to follow celebrities or just post random statuses or tweets rather, but it's not. You can really hone in on the field of education itself. Specific Twitter chats, like I know Go Teach Kentucky has one monthly that I participate in and love doing. That's a great one to get started, especially if you are in this education field as you're listening to this. It's a good one. We'll welcome you. And then once you get more comfortable, there are so many chats. It can depend on your grade level, content, even state, what have you. If there's something out there you want to learn about, there is probably a Twitter chat for it. The other website that I really love is AchieveTheCore.org. They have a lot of standards-based activities. There's a blog that's really helpful. So if people haven't checked that one out, I think that's definitely worth looking into. Terrific. Some great resources for sure. Getting a little more serious, not the word before, tell me about a student that changed how you teach. Sure. I have several different students that have really just got to my heart and helped me change as a person and learn what's more important. I had a little boy during my third year of teaching and the school I had taught at previously, we didn't really have behavior problems. It just didn't happen that often. And if they did, they were not severe. This child was my first time dealing with severe behavior. I'll be honest, I was still a new teacher and I didn't know exactly how to handle it. I mean, I had tears thrown at me and all sorts of things. And, you know, that is part of teaching is having students who are more difficult. But like I had said earlier, you have to try to build that relationship because if a child is taking out some sort of anger like that on you, typically that means that they trust you or feel like they can like release that to you and then talk about it. So because I had taken the time to build a relationship with a student, I was able to find out what was going on in their home and able to better protect them. And it just let me know that even if you have a student who is rough and maybe isn't showing love to you the way that you would like them to, or that is truly appropriate, that there's usually an underlying cause. So we can't just, oh, well, that kid's you know misbehaving or what have you. There's a reason, and we need to get to that reason so we can better support that child and make sure that their needs are being met so they can learn and they can thrive and they can succeed. Yeah, thank you. And so often those behavior issues, there's a serious and deeper root cause. Yeah. Thank you. Who are three people who have been the most influential to you? I would say, I'm going to focus specifically on education. One would be my fifth grade teacher, Mr. Anderson. He was somebody who I would say kind of ahead of the curve. He had us working on like problem-based learning when I was in fifth grade, which has been a while ago now. 
And he just always is seeking to learn. And that's something I really admire. He and I, a few summers ago, I taught him how to use Google Classroom. So it was nice to be able to kind of repay him for just even a small amount of what he's done for me. He's still on my Facebook. I talk to him pretty regularly. And it's nice to still have that support that I've had for years now. Another person would be my Spanish teacher from high school, Miss Ginny Robbie. She was wonderful. She was there for me as a person, as well as a student. I felt comfortable going to her with anything. And she always had my back. And she just knew me well enough. I could walk in and she knew how I was feeling that day. As an adult, I've still kept in contact with her. And I just found out that I passed my ESL practice on the first try. So I'm pretty excited about that. She was right there with a positive comment. So I think that's why relationships are so huge to me is because I've seen how that works on both sides now. And then the final person would be my supervisor when I was an ESL peer educator, Leslie Wayne Scott. And she made me so passionate about the ESL community. She kind of let me do a bit of a trial by fire type thing when I started because I was so new to education. But I appreciated that because she let me figure things out for myself. And I think that made me a better educator. We were able to collaborate. And now I'm teaching ESL. So it's come full circle and said those relationships, it's crazy how much they can affect you and help you become the best version of yourself. Yeah, so true. And it's amazing how those former teachers have influenced us. And and it's so nice still being in touch with them. I'm still in touch with uh, quite a few. My band director from way back when, still stay in contact with him. And it's such an amazing influence. What teaching challenges have you faced during COVID-19 and how have you overcome them? Sure. Like I said, I teach ESL right now. So it's my first year teaching ESL. I'm also in a new district. So while I'm learning how my district works, I'm at two schools, so schools are different too, but I'm thankful for that because it's teaching me a lot. But the main issue, or I guess challenge would be a good word to use, is just the language barrier with some of my students. I have several newcomer students and just trying to get them to a place where they're comfortable, not only using the technology, because a lot of my students are not used to the technology that we use. So getting them acclimated and comfortable with that said technology and then making sure resources are appropriately scaffolded and differentiated and then also providing instruction that they can comprehend. So just being able to deliver that battle the Wi-Fi issues, it, it is definitely a challenge. But like I said earlier, I am able to utilize Twitter. I'm doing a book chat with people right now to get some new ideas. I follow several ESL educators within Kentucky, so we will all share resources and pull from one another. So while I may be facing these challenges, I've also been able to build this whole new community that I wouldn't have had because of COVID. So for that, I am very thankful, and it's making me realize how important it is to think out of the box. Sometimes it's okay to just have conversations with your students, too, and let them be people, And I feel like that's something that may not have necessarily happened as much pre-COVID, but now we're kind of shifting our thoughts to focusing on what's really, truly important. And I think that's going to be a beautiful change that I hope carries over into the future once we're able to truly get back into our classroom and try to reestablish a new version of normal. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for that approach, taking the, the challenges and turning them into positives. Fantastic. 
Lindsay, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? You know, I will be honest with you. I feel like that changes kind of frequently for me. I absolutely love being in the classroom with my students. So no matter where I am in five to 10 years, I still want to have that presence with students. I am working on my administrative certification right now. So, I mean, I could see myself potentially in five to 10 years, maybe being an ESL coordinator or a program director, something like that. So I can still continue to impact students, but also help teachers. Kind of what led me to working with Go Teach Kentucky is my passion for keeping and retaining teachers as well as recruiting teachers. I know how important it is to really have a passion for teaching. Like you said, changing these situations that can be challenging into positive situations where we can grow. Wherever I am, be it classroom or in more of a district level position, I want to be creating leaders. I want to be inspiring students and inspiring the people that I work with so they can stay teaching and enjoy it and bring that passion each and every day that each of our students truly deserve. Well said, and thank you for that. Lindsay, I'm kind of sad that our time is over, and I want to thank you for for sharing your thoughts and sharing your heart about teaching. What final thoughts do you have for us? I think right now, just try to stay positive. I know that probably sounds kind of cliche or maybe even corny at this point, but it's the truth. You know, our students are going through it too. Their families are, and just try to remember that 99.9% of the time, people are coming from a good place be it the teacher, the student, the parent, guardian, whomever, and just keeping that at the forefront of our mind that everybody is doing their best right now. A term I use is mental push-ups. If you start to have those negative thoughts creep in, change it and reframe it into a positive and change that outlook so you're able to give your best every day. And the other part of that is if you're feeling like you need some help, reach out. It's not embarrassing. It's not a bad thing. You can find me on Twitter. You can find a bunch of educators on Twitter that are there to support you. So reach out, let us know, we'll help you. My name's Lindsay Nottingham, and this is why I teach. Well, thank you, Lindsay, and thank you for sharing all that. Some wonderful words of wisdom. Thank you to our listeners as well, and be sure to be on the lookout for our next installment of This Is Why I Teach. And remember, a teacher affects eternity. They can never tell where their influence stops. Have a great day. 